It's time for Inside the MFL, the official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League. Football fans, this show is for you as we bring you the most up-to-date information from the league's 32 franchises across the country. It's time to get Inside the MFL with your host, Richard Miles Sr. Welcome to another edition of Inside the MFL. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Miles Sr., CEO, Chairman, and Founder of the Minor Football League. The Minor Football League is the laboratory of change. And when I say the laboratory of change, we want to bring former players from the field to their front office. We want to give, we want to make the playing field level. We want people uh, uh, of color to understand what uh, generational wealth is. We want them to understand what economic development is. These are the types of things we want uh, people of color to understand, and more importantly, we want them to understand uh, beyond the field. What happened when these young men can no longer play football? So we want to prepare them for after the football uh, is over with. So, and you know, as I uh, speak, I will be remiss if I don't mention our great mayor, Ms. Marion Bowser. Uh, do a great job here in our nation capital, and more importantly, he makes sure that we have this platform. Uh, without her, this would not be possible. And uh, you know, I want to get into it. You know, you know, Saturday morning, I'm up, y'all. Y'all got to realize, you know, Doctor Miles, get up. I, can't, you know, uh, I'm getting younger. I think, you know, because you know, this Saturday is not bad. I got so many things I have to do, and I promise people I get an opportunity. Uh, also, we'd like to be trans transparent about the MFL and what's going on. Yes, we've finished the preseason. Um, help me, y'all. Help me pray for the Washington Chiefs. We need some help. Uh, everybody always say, you always talk about them, Dr. Miles. No, I mean, uh, you know, they were just pretty bad this year. And fortunate that our Washington uh, team doing really well. We have to be there at the games. And, you know, uh, I, I think they show a lot of promise. Okay, let's get inside the MFL. Uh, as you know, the MFL, um, we've been doing a lot of great things in the community. Um, also, we want to get ready to, we are uh, interviewing new GMs, new head coaches and stuff and get ready for the 24 season. But, uh, you know, we here. Uh, also, we want to uh, thank our sponsor, you know, our man. That's a word that we haven't had in a long time, a sponsor. Uh, First Federal, that, uh, we need to really acknowledge them. They stepped up. Uh, they want to be a part of what the MFL doing. And more importantly, it's not about football with the MFL. We want people to understand the laboratory of change. We also had programs working with at-risk youth, no thugs, no drugs, early youth offenders program, conflict resolution. So uh, in saying that, we want people to understand it's just not about football with us. Uh, we're trying to make the playing field level for everybody, give people the opportunity and make sure I want people to understand because I say, you know, uh, people of color, I wonder, I'm not racist by no means. I don't want nobody to think that, but I'm just a little sensitive to my people, but this is not the Negro Leagues. I let people know it. Uh, we're looking for young men that want an uh, opportunity to play in a professional environment when you don't have to worry about um, uh, what they call them, team semi-pro, because, you know, it's no such thing as semi-pro. Either you're pro or you're not. That's just the ignorant term people use to justify saying like football. But I have a, have some guests here today before we in, get back into inside the MFL. Miss Robin Robbins, is, is that, am I saying it right? 
<laughs> Robin Roots. We've been Robin fighting Roots. with this last name. I, I've been fighting with this last name. <laughs> y'all, don't y'all show up with me because Kelsey ain't here. You know, I'm doing pretty good with, with Shane help. So if I, if I mispronounce stuff, I blame it on Shane, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, tell MFL Nation about you. I had the pleasure of meeting you uh, uh, maybe a uh, maybe three weeks ago, I know I had an opportunity to uh, meet with you even more in Vegas. And you know what they say in Vegas, stay in Vegas and <laughs> nothing happened in Vegas. Believe me. But this young lady doing some great things down in Richmond area. She originally from Florida. Yes. And, you know, it's ironic that we saying this because my father is from Lakeland, Florida, and I'm going to sound really bad. You ever heard of Lakeland, Florida? Yes, absolutely. See, everybody said, I've been in, I've been to all different parts of Florida. Never been to Lakeland. It's a disgrace. I know it is, right? My father probably turned over in his grave. <laughs> but at least I'm honest, I've never been to Lakeland, Florida. So when I hear people say they're from Florida, I get excited. Tell MFL Nation about yourself. Well, again, my name is Robin Roots. I'm originally from Tampa, Florida, but I live in Richmond, Virginia. I'm a nurse by day and a film producer by night, and recently Uh-oh. I got into the... <laughs> Do I get an opportunity to be on the, in the movies? Shane, we got, a, we got an opportunity, Shane. That always stops the conversation when I say filmmaker. Oh, yes, it do. You know we like to be on TV, as they say. Yes, yes. We, we look good on TV, too. Yeah, you go. But um, my background is a renal specialist. I've been in nursing for over 35 years, okay. and I work with kidney patients, and I am in partnership with the Kidney Foundation as well. Wow. And I really enjoy working in the community to help people to educate them on kidney disease and also help them to save their kidneys. I got into the film industry probably about seven years ago, and it marries really well with nursing. Right. And I had the opportunity to work on multiple projects, and one of the major ones is 2020 Year of the Nurse that wow, actually won um, Best Documentary at the Bronzeland Film Festival from Atlanta. And it's just been an amazing ride. And I've also written a book, 2020 Year of the Nurse. I love a with nursing. And I'm also... be like you when I grow up. <laughs> Give me some time. You heard that, Shane. See? And I also wrote a song with Trey Chaney, who is wow. from this area, uh, 2020 Year of the Nurse. And we've won multiple awards with that as well. And so my ultimate goal is to... Um, serve our community and please God while doing that because it's so important that we know um, different things, aspects about health and wealth. I think they are the cornerstone of life. If you got money but your health is failing, you know, it it don't mean nothing. And so my um, passion has been helping people in nursing and also, like I say, with film, it gives just um, a bigger platform for people to connect. So I'm so honored to be here today and the opportunity to meet you since I've joined with um, First Financial Security. And I mean, it's it's just amazing. You never know where God's going to take you, but always answer the call. So. Absolutely. And you know, I, I have to say this, because when it comes to health, we as people of color, we get a little nervous about that. You know, we don't want to know. We want to know, but we don't want to know. You know what I mean? And yes. if something wrong, you know, I remember mother used to say, uh, you know, just go to take a nap. Uh, you know, <laughs> those days. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that it wasn't nothing serious. But let me ask you this. Being in the health uh, profession, what is it about people of color it makes us nervous to go to doctors, knowing we have to go. You know, I knock on wood. Thank God I'm 68 now. I would live my parents, you know, uh, 
what is it about? And I go to the doctor for everything. If my eye blink, I'm going to the doctor, and people always say, ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, I'm like, uh, let me tell you something. You tell me it's, it's nothing wrong with me. So in saying that, what is it about people of color that makes that so taboo to us? Well, First of all, um, I'm impressed by what you said. You go to the doctor for a lot of things because men don't come, don't go to the doctor as much as women. Yeah. If our fingernails are not looking right and our head is hurting, we try to find out, make sure we're not dying because we, we wear so many hats. But with men, I think you guys are such providers. You'll keep working until the end. You know, your family comes first. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about um, our culture, when it comes to health care, it's hard to trust because... You know, back in the day, Tuskegee Airmen and all the different things that went on where we were in different kind of research and the statistics and the data wasn't true. So a lot of times we didn't get the same care. Right now we're dealing with a lot of stuff with, um, you know, women and having babies and all these different issues that are going on. We're not getting the same um, quality care as other races. So there's a trust factor. That's why it's so important that we represent medical because we're more comfortable with each other. You know, when you're talking about diabetes and hypertension, those are um, comorbidities that we have. So if your provider looks like you, you're more apt to, you know, follow that regimen of care compared to someone that don't understand. You know, they're telling us to eat certain foods. We can't afford that food. So what's what's the alternative? So it's just important. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. that healthy stuff. Agree with me now, Shane. I, I don't want nothing healthy. I'm going to eat all the stuff I've been eating for 68 years. I'm still here, so I must be doing something right. But all this healthy food, you know, uh, diet soda, diet this, you know, you, when you read the label, that stuff has much, just as much sugar as, as the regular stuff. So um, in saying that, I, I just want to, uh, something you said earlier that I, I want to touch on, the fact that you say men, uh, our men are providers and we'll keep working. That's something that I'm so impressed hearing coming from a woman because, you know, we have that label of not doing what we're supposed to do in the home. We're not there. But when you make a, a statement like that, it goes to show people, you know, a lot of that's not true. You have right. black men working and doing the thing they need to do. But right now, I want to bring in our other guest because she's calling there and I want to let you introduce her since you the co-host of the show today. <laughs> oh, really? This is impressive. So, uh, Tamia Thompson, she is out of town. Tampa, Florida. I met her um, while joining FFS, and we have been like sisters ever since we met. And so she's calling in now to support me and Dr. Miles doing this segment. So, Tamia, are you there? I am here and very happy to be part of the show. How you doing, Dr. Miles and Sister Robin? I'm blessed. Tell MFL Nation a little bit about yourself. Well, so again, my name is Tamia Thompson. I'm in Tampa, Florida, and I do know about Lakeland. Um, <laughs> do you know any of my relatives down there? Miles, if you find them, tell, them I, tell all of them I say hi. <laughs> I sure will. I'll let them know. I'll let them know that you will eventually make it to Lakeland. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. So uh, excited to be here. Uh I personally have 25 years of engineering and corporate executive leadership and 
financial and life coaching, as well as mental health counseling. So um, really excited to be here. Love what we are talking about with giving that health and wellness, as well as the financial literacy and, and being out in our community to really help us grow as a people and support one another. So excited to be here. Absolutely. And uh, don't let us thank you getting away because you're going to do this whole show with us. And and and, in a a few minutes, we'll take a commercial break. But I also want to just uh, expand on the fact that uh, we got these beautiful, educated black women here. And that's something that we don't give ourselves enough credit for. I mean, listen to these these uh, these young black women um, educated. I mean, not someone just talking about uh, I'm gonna get a nail shop and all that foolishness. These are educated black women, and that's what the MFL is about. The laboratory of change. That's what it's all about. And we want people to understand and, and understand what the laboratory of change is all about. Listen to these young women. Listen to what they're doing. And I hope you know. I'm trying to sell myself to get in one of the movie parts, <laughs> as y'all know. Also, but I, I, I just want you to, if you want a good just going a little more in depth about yourself and the things that you're doing and the things that we will be doing together collectively in, in the MFL. Tell us, a, I, I'll give you a couple of minutes and then I'll take a break and bring you back to uh, finish it, your, uh, your uh, answer and conversation. Go ahead. All right. So uh, just to expand, um, specifically, I am really working to break the stigma around mental health and uh, being well, mentally well. So, you know, in our community, we tend to push down our feelings and and press through and not acknowledge our hurts and do the work that is required to have that fulfilled life that God expects and, and wants for us. And so I integrate our Christian counseling with also those life coaching skills and and healing those generational traumas so that we don't pass that on to the next generation, but we're passing on all the blessings and, and hope and fulfilled life that we want for not only ourselves, but our future generations. And you know, I, you know, I'm going to take this commercial break uh, in a few seconds, but I just have to uh, just expand on what you say. And I, you know, I want to tell MFL Nation people in general: it's okay to be not okay. That's right. You know, it, it's simple as that. And, you know, sometimes we can try to be Superman all we want, but it's okay. And that's why uh, we have the problem with the young people nowadays. They always talk about lock them up and stuff. But it's something wrong. We need to have this conversation. And uh, I'm going to take this uh, com- uh, this break, commercial break, and then I'll come back. Uh, you'll listen to another edition of Inside the MFL. We'll be right back. Experience the MFL. How can we experience the MFL? The Meyer Football League. Here's information on how you can experience the MFL. The Minor Football League was established in 1993 by founder and CEO Dr. Richard D. Miles Sr., a league created for the people and by the people. 
To learn more on how you can experience the MFL with the MFL team in your area, visit experiencethemfl.com or go to the MFL is here. The MFL, the laboratory of change. Copyright MFL. No portion of this audio may be reproduced or re-recorded without the written permission from the minor football league. Visit experiencethemfl.com. This is a Mad Voice production. Welcome back to another edition of Inside the MFL. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Miles Sr., and I feel important today because I got some <laughs> some educators here. Not only that, I got some sharp uh, young ladies here, and we're going to, uh, Ms. Robin, let's continue this conversation. Some of the things that you're doing, it's kind of mind-blowing to me that you're doing all that. People always tell me, you're doing so much, Dr. Mike. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's what you guys doing that makes me feel like, wow, give me opportunity. Tell me, in film and producing, what, what did that come about? How did that come about? Well, it, it really had a lot to do with social media. I hooked back up with a childhood friend that was working on a film project and needed some funding. Okay. And that's been years ago. Okay. And that's when I found out what an executive producer does. And when I went down to meet the cast and crew, I fell in love with film. And it was the expression and the way that the story was told. And also just the opportunity to educate and empower people. Mm-hmm. And that's been on my mission, you know, being in nursing. And right. so I continue to work on faith-based films, um, web series, action, horror, and what happened kind of yeah and and what happened during covid um it was just a trying time for the healthcare field Absolutely. being a nurse and it was so many things going on in the world when we had um COVID and then it collided with Black Lives Matter. And I hate that. Yeah, and it, it was powerful and I had so many nurses coming to me telling me their story because they were fearful for their life, for their family because we didn't know what was going on in the country. So that film was um from God. Mm-hmm. He told me I needed to do something. Right. And I started interviewing um, practitioners from all over the country right. and was able to capture it in real time. So the film really talks about COVID, how it collided with Black Lives Matter, discrimination in the healthcare field, because there were some things that were done um, unequal and they were shared by the healthcare team, and also our mental health during that process. And still today, is so many people been impacted by COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're keeping up with the news, another strand is out there. And so we have to prepare. So being a filmmaker and creating this project has been a movement. We've won over nine awards, East Coast, West Coast. Wow, and with Congratulations. Thank you. And with the song as well. So it's important to me to share this project all over the country. So, you know, we're doing private screenings, online screenings, and giving people that platform to have this conversation about COVID and how it collided with Black Lives Matter. Because as we know, when it happened, we were all locked in watching it on TV. And then you had to come back into society later. And those discussions weren't really carried out to understand how you felt 
when we watch that on TV and how you're supposed to respond to your friends that are not African-American. And so we're still having these conversations now. And I had the opportunity. um, I was nominated for an award for my work I did with the nurses for mental health by Taraji P. Henson's organizations. And and, and that meant a lot to me because... um, we're still suffering. So many nurses and doctors are leaving the field now, and that impacts us. That's why my teaching on health and wealth is important. You need to be the CEO of your health because right. the team is not as uh, robust as it was pre-COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have a responsibility to know our numbers, take care of ourselves, try to eat better, and movement, exercise. I I'm see not. your face when I say eat better. <laughs> But but that's the thing, too. We all are responsible for our health. Some people may not ever eat great, mm-hmm. but they live a long time. Right. They're doing other things because we're a holistic person. Absolutely. So you can eat healthy all day, but be in a um, toxic relationship and right. be just as crazy. Okay. So we have to have balance there. Right. <laughs> uh, I want to also uh, go to my guests also. Uh, give us a little bit of a synopsis of... Uh, the things that you're doing, um, and we'll talk a little later about the things we're going to do collectively. Uh, I think it'll shock a lot of people, but and listen to Robin, you know, uh, talking about COVID. A lot of people always talking about things going back to normal. This is the norm. <laughs> yes. They have to start understanding this is the norm. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'll let you just come in on that and pick up from there. Yeah, so as Robin was saying, um, this is the new normal, right? Uh, said that. COVID is not going <laughs> away. There's this new strand. Shane, she's trying uh, to steal my saying. Did you hear me say that? I say this is the norm. <laughs> she gave it to Robin. Hey, that's the reality. Oh, listen to you, my boy, back to But But this is the new normal uh, right. of having the anxiety, you know, now have names behind the things that our ancestors and our, our elders have called, you know, oh, they they had a nervous breakdown. Oh, they're just crazy. It's not a matter of being crazy. There are, what I would say is the biggest thing is that we're giving folks hope to know that there are things that can be done to address when you are feeling anxiety when you are feeling depressed that you don't have to give up that there you are loved there are people around that can lift you up and help you through that process and and looking at you holistically because we not just our mental health it's also the physical health and and like robin shared with toxic relationships being able to recognize those signs and help yourself get avoid being involved in those type of relations. So I do a lot in the community with educating around that. Uh, specifically right now, my heart has been focused on our youth um, in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, have had multiple uh, young people that have died by suicide. Wow. And so wow. that's been a major thing of helping <clears throat> not only the youth understand and recognize that there are other options, but also educating us older folks that um, were raised in a different way, 
right, where right. we're not just looking at that child that is um, crying out for help in ways that are through their behavior is not acceptable, of not just dismissing that and being able to recognize those signs and symptoms of potential of suicidal ideation and, and given given those caregivers and, and other adults the tools to help be that support for our young people and for each other that are battling with that suicidal thought. Yeah. To me, what you said was so key because, um, you know, when you when you talk about the suicide, this generation is is more vocal and they're more um, out there in your face. And, and, and I like that courage that they have compared to us, because I think about back in the day, you know, I was an unwed teen mother. But when when we, you know, got pregnant young, a lot of times they sent us away. So you didn't have, you didn't talk about it. You just got, they hid you away. And a lot of times um, that came back later. Yes. Tell them, yeah, I know. Uh, so they can sit over there, but uh, tell the director drop in. <laughs> Yeah. So so now it's different. You know, they got social media. They got a lot of comments coming in where when we were growing up, you just went. They sent you away with your grandmother or somebody and you came back later, either with a baby or without a baby. And that was the end of it. Right. Now you got all this peer pressure and conversation and we're not groomed for that criticism. We're not. Definitely not. And, and it's even more rampant with the social media because. It's much easier to say, go kill yourself on a computer mm. than to say it to someone's face. Right. So the different dynamics that our youth are faced with, that peer pressure looks a lot different than um, it did when we were growing up. And I definitely understand what you are referencing. You already know this, but I'm also a teen mother and Though I am extremely intelligent and have always been proud of that, uh, I face challenges of adults saying that because I was pregnant, I would be nothing. Mm. You know, and, and thank God that I grew up in a very strong family that laid a strong foundation for me believing in myself and knowing my worth and my value. Absolutely. Um, but... If, if I didn't have that and I've got adults that I've looked up to um, taking life from me or wanting to take life and my future away uh, or choosing to keep my child, you know, it could have been a very different story. And so just continuing to share, give that hope with facts around you can still make it. Can always make it. God's got a purpose for you. Absolutely. And, you know, when you listen to uh, outside of it, because generally, you know, they always say it's three sides to a story. Your side, their side, and the right side. Um, I just think that uh, this collaboration with us 
Uh, let's, I'm going to change things around a little bit. Let's talk about <laughs> also the collaboration with the MFL and the things that we're going to do. Yes, we are also collaborating on uh, First Financial and stuff, you know. So give me a couple of minutes. Come on. Let's talk about that and what that means uh, for us, the MFL and y'all different organizations, along with that, that collaboration. What do that mean for people of color as well? Robin. Well, for me, it, it's, it's opportunity and knowing that no matter where you start at, you never know what God's going to do. And so I feel with my background in nursing and people and film and just um, that desire to serve, collaborating with the um, league is going to be major because I think it's going to open up opportunity for for everybody. So many opportunities, whether it's the young people, the men, the women, and just the community to come together because we've, we, we, me and you had this conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're kind of divided, but we're so strong when we're together and we have right. to show that. And that's why the conversation me and Tamia just had about where we came from. We're right. able to reach people because we starting where some of them are starting now. And they see that if you just don't quit, you get the right people and don't run from opportunities opportunity, even right. though it's scary. Yeah. Because one thing about it, I don't know a whole lot about football, but I know about success and the steps and the there discipline that it takes. So um I'm 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 excited. And nervous <laughs> at the same time. But it just goes to show you uh something that I always say, you know, people opinion of you don't have to be your reality. As That's simple right. as that. Because I don't want to go into my background because I was one of those so-called at-risk youth, and I didn't turn out too bad. So in saying that, uh, give me let me give you a couple of minutes um, to kind of chime in on this. <laughs> Did she chime in on this? Yeah. you Come on, go ahead and chime in on this, on this collaborations. Yeah. So- yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Robin said it all right. Um one thing that that is just important again, I I truly feel that God puts people together, and oh, I'm so excited right. about putting us together that we didn't meet by chance. There you go. It, it's not by chance that that we all gathered and, and met how we did. However, um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to continue to build Black wealth there and and bringing those funds in our community, keeping it in our community, educating our community about how we can be financially secure, right? how we yes. can pass that generational wealth on and go. start building our future generations, which is biblical of that wisdom. And so I'm so excited and looking forward to this collaboration where we are bringing all of our skills and and talents together for the greater good for our our community. And, you know, I want to thank you all for being my guest this morning. Uh, Robin, you just just trying to steal my show. I see you. You ain't had me in that one movie yet. Shane, she ain't asked us to be in no it's give us coming, no parts of the movie. Coming. But uh, I really want to. Uh, I want to say to my guest, thank you for being here this morning. Also, I want to say to MFL Nation. 
you've been listening to another edition of Inside the MFL. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inside the MFL with Dr. Richard Miles Sr. For more information, visit their page on dcradio.gov.